Great. Perfect. Yeah, well, it's hello. Get this get this show on the road. I didn't know if that hello was at me or the listener, so I didn't respond. And then I felt bad about it because I thought, oh, that could have been at me. John, how are you? I, you know, no complaints. Pretty, pretty solid day. Although up until about 5.15, today kind of felt like Thursday. Mm. Like I knew it was Wednesday, but like it just felt like a Thursday okay. until... Someone from church um, texted, and he was like, hey, you know, really excited to see you all tonight. And I was like, church on a Thursday? Oh, yeah, it's still Wednesday. So it was just a, it was kind of a weird experience. One of the things that, you know, I think I've talked about before is that I usually take Wednesdays off. But uh, sometimes that doesn't actually work out. Like, I end up having a lot to do on Wednesday anyway. So it's not like I get, like, a full day of just not doing anything. Like, I'm usually pretty busy. And the days that I actually don't do anything, a lot of times, Wednesday nights, I will think to myself that tomorrow is Sunday. Mm. Because it feels like a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so that's weird. I I wouldn't have thought about that. Like, the, the adjustment to having a consistent day off during the week. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, it's almost like you have too many weeks, like too many work weeks. Yeah, a little bit. With a mini weekend in the middle. Yeah, very That's, much so. Ooh, I don't. I've been, I've been banker's hours for so long that concept feels funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but you get, uh, you'll get Monday off, right? Because mm-hmm. of yep. uh, President's Day. You betcha. That's awesome. I mean, uh, no, I'm definitely not looking forward to that. Um, uh, sleep in all the way to like eight because i don't want to throw the rest of the week off by sleeping too much later that yeah that's gonna that's 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 always nice that's one thing i loved about working at the bank We've got lots to catch up on um, and uh, to talk about today. So, um, welcome to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay, and with me, of course, as always, is John Saggy Pants Mueller. Uh, I'll take it. Put a belt on. I've likely been called worse. Put a belt on. It's very simple. John's like, you got me. Yeah. I I don't know what to say. I, so my rebuttal to that is I genuinely could not tell you the last time I wore actual pants without a belt. Like sweatpants where there's obviously not a place for a belt. Nah. I haven't I haven't done that. That would just be silly. Our grandkids will be coming in to see us be like, Hey grandpa, and then they'll have their sweats on backwards and wearing a belt. I mean Back to the Future got it right. You know, the the um Doc had his uh double ties in mm-hmm. Back to the Future. Have you seen the Smile Club commercial with the girl who has it's not actually two ties. It's one tie, but the little 
dingle hopper that sits behind the tie. Sorry, the what? I'm sure it's got a name. You know that dingleberry right there. Uh. <laughs> That's that. That might be worth a Google. What is the back of a neck tie called? Yeah, it's called the dingle hopper. It's called a bar tack. No, it's what? That's lame. A bar tack is supposed to hold the two sides of the shell together. The problem is a bar tack usually breaks after a few wears. Oh, the that's not what I was... So it's it actually doesn't have a name. It's just the back of the necktie. Hmm. So anyway, she has her tie where the back of the necktie is... You can see it. Like she has it sitting so that you can see the back of the necktie. So it almost looks like she's wearing two ties. And it bothers me. Because that's not the way you wear a tie. But I guess as you have so eloquently put it, it's fashion. 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 Get that fashion out of here. We don't have nope, time for that. None of that. We don't. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Speaking of fashion. Oh, no. I don't have a segue for that one. <laughs> um, I was so curious. So. Gladiator is a movie, a very good movie. Mm -hmm. Some Mm -hmm. people say it's one of the best movies ever made. I mean, that's a bit much. I mean, it's up there. On a list of top ten movies, I would probably put it somewhere in that top ten for myself. I I feel very, like walking the line of being like pretentious saying that there's a difference between someone's favorite movies and the best movies Uh, okay yeah so like i feel so weird when i'm on social media because i have that distinction and part of that is because i feel like i say this on every dadgum podcast but like I i minored in film studies in college Oh, I know. Oh, this guy. <laughs> well, actually, um, it's a, uh, and that's how I that's how I feel a lot of the time. So I try not to, but that that argument of like this is one of the X best movies ever is quantifiable. But no one can ever sit here and say like you don't like that. That can't be your favorite. No. I like what I like, and you can't tell me otherwise. Yeah. That's how I've always felt about things. You can so. be wrong. About liking things? Sure. I, I'm i not going to lie. I have told people that before. I, I like what I like. You can't tell me I'm wrong, but you're wrong. But you <laughs> I, are. I can't lie. I've done that before. It's like when John Mulaney says, I like my two favorite gangster movies are... Godfather 2 and Scarface. They're two very different movies. That's like saying my two favorite foods are lobster and Skittles. I mean, not at the same... Actually, not at the same time for sure. But, like, if you made me pick lobster or Skittles, I'm probably picking Skittles. Let's be real. And like he says... Lobster is very good. Skittles are also very good. But to put them in the same category and compare them together is just silly. Yeah. yeah. No uh, no argument for me on that. Well, 
a script has been approved for Gladiator 2. Who is the enemy? Time? <laughs> it's been 22 years. I don't I don't know. It's kind of it's in the same ballpark as, you know, I think they talked about a sequel at one time like a long time ago, and of course everybody was like, "No, you can't do a sequel to that. That just doesn't make sense." And then it's kind of like when they said, "Hey, let's do a sequel to Forrest Gump." It's like, um, no. <laughs> uh, and and so they didn't. Um, but I mean, that would be the equivalent of them saying, "Hey, we're going to release another Forrest Gump about his son." And it's like, no, why? There's no point. But yeah, anyway. That, so that's happening, and uh, it makes me sad for the world. I don't know that it makes me sad so much as, like, it piques my curiosity in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's the, what's the colloquial phrase? It's like watching a train wreck. Yeah, you can't like, turn away. You know away. it's horrible and awful, but at the same time, you are enthralled. Yeah, you're fascinated by it. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, this this phenomenon. Mm. Well, as far as things that's hard to turn away from, and and you just want to keep watching because you you want to see what's going to happen with this. The Super Bowl brought us many things. It brought us a game, uh, actually a rather good game. Uh, it, compelling, yeah. It, it brought us uh, several commercials that were uh, commercials funny. And expensive. Real, real quick. The Doritos commercial with the sloth. Yes, by far the best one. <laughs> it was so good. It was good. I feel yeah. like I had seen more Super Bowl commercials leaked this year than ever before. Yeah, like they were on YouTube or. Like actual YouTube ads, not the commercials were leaked and like, oh, this is you know Mountain Dew Super Bowl commercial. It was no, it was a in video ad already. It makes sense though, because they spend so much money making that commercial, they might as well try to use it as much as possible. Yeah, I just normally you don't see that until after. Yeah, but I'm not complaining there. Um. But we also got the full trailer for Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm hmm That was a lot to take in. There's, yeah, there's a lot going on. I... I'm getting the same antici anticipatory? Is that a word? It sounds like it should be a word. Well, we've made it one. Fair. I'm in. Um, I'm getting that same anticipatory feeling that I had with No Way Home. And the reason that I'm so scared is because I feel like they're going to go bigger. Hmm. Like, I I saw a rumored cameo list on Twitter. This would have been a couple of weeks ago. And, I mean, mild, mild spoiler alert for a rumor that may not even be true. It was genuinely every Marvel character from a movie not in the MCU. Top to bottom, 
everybody. Yeah. That concept is terrifying. It is. And I guess what makes me nervous about it is kind of the way that um, Ready Player One ended up for me. Mm -hmm. Where it was like, yeah, this was a good movie, but it was really just a movie just full of tiny little cameo appearances of your favorite video game and you know superhero movie references and and it just you know kind of lost it got lost amongst all that and it really wasn't that great yeah and so that's that makes me nervous about this one yeah i kind of i feel like the only way or the only the only movie with that many cameos that works is um the muppet movie it doesn't have that many cameos. It has a lot of cameos. It doesn't have that many. But, like, they're just so funny. And it wasn't, at, like, the original Muppet movie wasn't as relevant to me because those weren't, like, pop culture people I grew up with. But the Jason Siegel one that came out in, like, the late 2000s, early 2010s, that movie is also very good. And it had a lot of, like, hey, that guy, I know that guy from that thing. So... But you can do that in a movie like that because nobody's going to take it seriously anyway. They're just, you know, they're there for a good time. How dare you you impugn the Muppets to me, sir? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I, I, I respect them. Jim Henson was a very creative guy but at the same time i don't think anybody went to the muppet movie expecting a masterpiece yeah i think that's that's pretty undeniable but there was a lot um i i don't know i feel like which i i I feel like everybody that was in that uh, animated show is going to make some sort of appearance, at least for a little bit. Yeah. Um, definitely sounded like we had uh, Patrick Stewart. Yep. At the end there, um, we should tell him everything. I'm assuming he's going to be playing Professor X. Mm, that's what they want you to think. It would be great if he actually was playing like Magneto. Or uh maybe he's actually playing Picard. That would be that would be a trip. That would be a crossover I would I would definitely like to see. <laughs> he's he's not even playing anybody, he's just there as Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> This is really meta, like, why and, am I here? And everybody would oh, be yeah, okay I'm, with that. I'm Patrick Stewart, that's why I'm here. <laughs> and, yeah, that's, uh... But, uh, you know, I, I've I've already seen, I mean, if you haven't been on Twitter or any of the social medias, you know, everybody's already, you know, the rumors are swirling, you know, um, about who's going to be in it the you know we've already seen the rumor we've talked about it on the last episode actually about 
uh, Tom Cruise playing Iron Man, uh, an alternate version of Iron Man. So, what's going to happen with this movie? Yep, and it's May 6th, so that first weekend in May, the... I was I was talking to my coworkers about it. I called it the unofficial start of summer blockbuster season, but at this point, I feel like that's the official start, right? The first week of May. Yeah, May. Yeah, May, June, July, and August, right? Traditionally, I think I I think that personally, um, summer blockbuster season is the first weekend of May to Labor Day. Yeah. So it, it usually will get that first weekend in September because it's a long weekend. So it's just kind of like, you know, something might come out that weekend that'll be decent. Yeah. Well, staying in that same um, universe, Kevin Feige actually came out the other day, or I think it was actually today um, at the time, this day of this recording anyway. Um, and he has said that the Avengers Endgame was Marvel's final Avengers movie. What does that mean? I don't know that I believe that. Because it might be the last Avengers movie, but like, Civil War was an Avengers movie. It was just called Captain America Civil War. Okay. So I think. So it may not be will... like a deliberate Avengers movie, but it's basically an Avengers movie. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. I could see that. Or I think that this could also confirm your theory, which is maybe what we're actually starting to get is like branching off of the different Marvel movies. And so you're going to have like these different kinds of Marvel groups that you could follow. You don't necessarily have to follow every single movie. You could just follow what it is that you enjoy. Yeah. And then there'll be like an Avengers style movie that has to do with that group, but obviously they won't be the Avengers. Yeah. I, that makes more, well, as a consumer, it makes sense because for people who haven't been in the MCU yet, like as viewers, I noticed a lot of my friends when they would get like the flu or other various uh, ailments over the past couple of months, they would be like, oh, you know, I, I'm quarantining in my house for X amount of days. I'm going to sit down and watch the MCU. I've never watched it before. I'm going to give it a chance. And that prospect is only going to get more daunting Mm. as they keep adding movies, as they keep adding TV shows. So if it doesn't splinter in some sort of way, you're not going to add audience. Yeah. Because no one's going to want to, like, it's almost like a burrito. Like, you're not going to bite into the middle of a burrito. Unless you're you monster. Yeah. (laughs) So you just, you start at the beginning and you just work your way through Except, oh, this is a glorious metaphor because it's a never-ending burrito. It's the dream. I don't know if my stomach can handle that. (laughs) And then on top of that, my colon. I don't know if it can handle that either. (laughs) 
Okay, the 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 metaphor might be slightly flawed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, so today we are going to be. Uh, oh, you know what? Before we get into that, there was uh, two uh, um, video game things that I wanted to. Uh, well, actually, three. Um, so the first is uh, happy birthday, uh, Kotor Online. 10 years old this year mm-hmm. big uh big milestone yeah, still it, being played it's a it's an mmo right yes the old republic yep i i'm not an mmo person i tried it i tried it it was just too much yeah and i i don't say that to knock people who are i mean we talk about that all the time we actually just talked about it with gladiator like different people like different things mm-hmm. i'm just not one of those people and i'm content with that yeah um well uh another release is cyberpunk got an update version 1.5 yeah from all the reviews i've seen it's actually a really good update and helps the game a lot it needed to so that's that's a positive that game was almost i would call it essentially doa on launch yeah and it was i think it was mostly playable on pc and i think the new consoles could handle it it was a matter of the the ps4 xbox one and then maybe some of those those issues carried over into the new consoles but this was like a like a 50 or 60 gigabyte update that just essentially overhauled the entire game yeah that's huge yeah it's uh (laughs) i I uh, I was on Discord and I I was like Holy Warzone what an update <laughs> because I don't know um, if you Call of Duty or if any of our listeners Call of Duty but the updates this game has are ludicrous mm. because when they do a big update they do a big up actually I think I have one pending right now so I'm I'm scared to look but I. I hope that it makes the it gives the game kind of a second launch because I watched some people play it and it it looked good. It's a beautiful game. Yeah, when it works. Like it, well, it looked good like from a visual perspective, but it also looked fun. It did. And I don't I don't love RPGs traditionally, so that aspect of it like it has my attention. Mhm. Yeah. So hopefully it uh, continues because I felt bad for him too because this is the same developers that you know did uh, The Witcher and that's been you know you know talked about as one of the greatest games ever made and um, just keeps getting re-released with uh, graphic updates and all kinds of stuff. So you can play it on the Switch now. Which always cracks me up. Yes. You, you can play this ludicrously massive game in terms of size and scope and scale, and you can just take it with you on the train. Just, yeah. Yeah, let me put it on my Switch. Yeah. Um, now, with, with releases, Sony... Oh, dear. Sony has promised to plant a tree every time you unlock a specific trophy 
and Horizon Forbidden West. I thought you were going to say Sony promises to plant a tree every time someone buys a PS5, and that's why the trees are dying. (laughs) (laughs) They'll promise to plant a tree in hopes that you'll forgive them for not being able to buy a PlayStation 5. Every time somebody contacts customer service and says, hey, do you have any PS5s available? They'll plant you a tree instead. But every time you're you're rude to customer service, they kill a tree. Oh gosh, it's really really a give and take there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just for good measure, Elden Ring has also jumped on this and has promised to raise one person from the dead every time a main boss is defeated. How? <laughs> yeah, they just. Being being a jerk, but I love it. I, I have a lot of well, I have a lot. I have some friends who are. I don't have a lot of friends. Just period. That's part of being an adult. Um, but I have some friends who are really excited about Elden Ring because yes. they hate themselves or whatever. I don't know. I don't know why you play Souls games. They look infuriating. But main bosses in those games are no joke. Yeah. So if they if they can I I'm just very per- they can what? I'm still trying <laughs> to digest that they're going to bring someone back from the dead when you beat a boss. I wonder if that was almost like them saying this is how hard this game is going to be. I think so. <laughs> Every time you're able to actually defeat a boss, we're going to raise one person from the dead. The game is never beaten. So even like the beginning boss is just like, nope, nothing. Sorry. <laughs> the, the game's easiest difficulty is nightmare. Oh, like, gosh. Oh, no. Oh, this is not going to go well. Well, with that, we are now going to be moving more into what we are going to be talking about today, um, which is the finale of Book of Boba Fett and also just Star Wars in general and where we think it's going. What direction does it look like it's going? Where do we want it to go? Where do we hope that it will go? And uh, there's also some more news that's more Star Wars related, but we'll get more into that after we discuss the final episode of Boba Fett. So I have the episode synopsis pulled up if you would like me to go ahead and get to reading. Take it away. All right. Chapter 7, In the Name of Honor. R2-D2 flies Grogu, who has chosen Jaren's chainmail, to Mato's hangar. Bane and the Pikes confront Fett, Shand, and Jaren outside the remains of the sanctuary, where Bane reveals that the Pikes killed Fett's Tusken tribe and framed the biker gang. The other crime families betray Fett and attack his soldiers throughout Mos Espa. Fett and Jaren send Shays' major domo to distract the pikes, allowing the pair to attack the group, though they are soon outnumbered. Freetown citizens and the cyborgs arrive to save the pair, but the group are overwhelmed again by two shielded Scorponek droids. 
Mato arrives with Grogu, who helps Jaren destroy one of the Scorpinex, while Fett's Rancor destroys the other. Bane scares off the Rancor and defeats Fett in a gun duel, but Fett kills Bane with his gaffy stick. Grogu lulls the Rancor to sleep, ending its rampage. In Mos Eisley, Shand kills the Pike boss, Shays, and the other crime lords. As Mos Espa praises Fett, Jaren and Grogu fly away in their N1 starfighter. Later, Vanth heals in Fett's Bacta tank with the mod artist standing nearby. With torch, welding torch in hand, or welding torch As in hand. place of hand. Uh, yeah. Um. Hmm. I I have said this a lot. I just I really enjoy The Mandalorian, but I was looking forward to a Boba Fett show. And I feel like it's it's just all been Mandalorian centric since he since he showed up not only that but you know his whole goal of this series this season because they didn't call it a series finale they called it a season finale plus the um amount of views for this finale was 1.4 million households watched the Boba Fett finale whereas with Mandalorian season 2 only 1.1 million households mm. watched the Mandalorian season 2 finale so but I guess what bothered me was that he set out Boba Fett set out to like basically set this city free which he did mm-hmm. But then at the end, he's walking around and just straight up is like, you know, I don't know if this life is for me. And I, and you're like, ah, uh, so like, what, what was the point in everything that you just did? Like yeah. you became like this crime boss and now you're like, yeah, I tried it. I gave I gave it my best effort. I'm this in for me. Yeah. Oh, now that this city is just a steaming pile of rubble, uh deuces. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Essentially, yeah. Um and the little twirly move that uh one of the droid teenagers when he oh right spin, when he spins around when they to get shoot. There and, yeah the dramatic spin yeah it was like well that so you you just spun around and stopped at the same place you were before <laughs> you spun around just now you're crouched and yeah. you're gonna shoot your gun stop what made, is it what is it we talked no about sense. earlier fashion yeah <laughs> Just l- let me put a little flare before I shoot you. Fashion. 
Did you like the way my coat flowed? Yeah, that's fashion. That's Boom. A, who who wears a coat like that in the desert during the day? Like, how hot do you think Tatooine is? I don't know. I, I'm i not really sure. It's got two suns. So I it would imagine kind of, pretty hot. I would have thought so as well. But you see a lot of people out there, like, like layers. Cad Bane has a big coat. That's kind of his thing, though. Yeah. I feel like if you took away Cad Bane's, like, look... He's already, like, I imagine there are a lot of people who have mostly watched the movies, the Star Wars movies. They've somewhat disregarded the animated shows, mm-hmm. whether that be Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, Resistance, and what was it, Visions? Yes. So, and they watched The Mandalorian because all their other Star Wars friends were like, no, this is actually really good. Like, you should watch this. <laughs> so... They they took that momentum and they're watching the Book of Boba Fett and they don't understand the draw of Cad Bane. So they don't understand like his mythos and all of that. So taking away his I wanna say iconography, but I know that's the wrong word, but like his look, if if people were to go back and be like, Why is why is he important? Who is he? Why is he relevant? And they wanted to go back and watch Clone Wars. If you make him look different, then that appeal isn't still there. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, speaking of Cad Bane, do you think he's dead? I don't know. Oh uh, well, I do because <laughs> because the episode synopsis straight up says Fett kills Bane. Ah. See, I, I, I don't like, think I don't think he's dead. I feel like if it was left vague, it would be um, Fett stabs Bane with his gaffy stick. And also, I don't know if you saw this because you're an actual person and you're not on Twitter as much as I am. <laughs> but uh, Rosario Dawson, who plays Ahsoka live action, was tweeting along with. I guess as she watched the show, I don't know that there was an official like watch along, um, which would have been cool going forward, but she was like, Oh man, you know, this is a cool character. I would, I would like to, you know, have scenes against this character in like at the end of the previous episode. And then in this episode, she was like, "Never mind." So she just kind of, (laughs) she had that like, dang it. He's dead. And I was like, I don't know that she's like in the writer's room for stuff like this. At least not on not on episodes where she's not there. Mm-hmm. But like, you would think she knows a little bit about what's going on, like down yeah. the line. But at the same time, she also, I'm sure she's got this like, you know, she probably has a laser on her forehead. And if she says anything that could spoil anything, they'll just take her out. I I don't inherently disagree with you, but I also feel like there's there's always the option of saying nothing. And you can do that in that context. Like you could still lead into 
man, that's a cool character. Like, I wish I could fight that character one time and then say something like, oh, you know, that's not how I thought that would go or something like vague and more noncommittal. But just the finality of like, never mind. Yep. Nope. Not going to happen. Yeah. There, yeah, there does seem to be saying. some finality to that. I don't know. I I don't know, though. He's such a big character, and, and everybody was so excited to see him. I don't know. I just It seems kind of off that they would just go, oh, okay, well, let's just go ahead and kill him. Yeah. Like, I feel like he will come back at some point, because he's always been one of those characters who's never been a main focus character, but he kind of shows up at random times and you know is always working for the highest bidder you know he doesn't have a loyalty to anybody and he's kind of a roach too yeah in the sense of like he's very hard to kill yeah but i also i did see again on twitter um just something about how old he was he must have been in this yeah, because when he started appearing in Clone Wars canonically, I think he was in his forties. So that would have put the Bad Batch as he was probably somewhere in his fifties, maybe like late forties, early fifties. And then by the time he appears in this, he's easily in his seventies or eighties. Mm. And assuming he has a mildly human lifespan, like you're getting towards the end of it, bud. Yeah. At the same time, though, every creature has a different length of time that they live. So yeah. no, that's that's absolutely true. You, you never, you never know. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Luke even says like, "What is you know, just a quick passing time for you is a is a lifetime for somebody else." Um, but anyway, so ultimately, um, this does a good job of, uh, setting up for the next season of Mandalorian and, uh, definitely those that don't watch Book of Boba Fett, when Mandalorian starts up, they're going to be very confused. They're absolutely going to have questions. They're going to be like, now, wait a minute. I thought Grogu went with Luke. Why is he now with Mando again? How did this happen? What's happened? What's going on? So it's that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, I... Do you want to talk the season big picture, or do you have anything else you want to say about the, the season finale? Um... Oh, I I I guess the thing that kind of upset me was there really wasn't anybody new that was introduced. That I was a little upset about that. I was hoping there would be some new character that might show up that we had never seen before. I mean, we had the the Power Rangers. I mean the 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 what were they called the cyborg peep the mods I think is what they were called yeah I don't know that didn't count <laughs> <laughs> was was Kersantin a a canonical character because he was cool yeah 
I am pulling up. Um, first featured in Darth Vader comic book series and currently in, in Dr. Aphra. Okay. So that's not a new character, but it's kind of a new character. Yeah, I'd like to see more of him. Yeah. Um, we got Danny Trejo. We love Danny Trejo. Yeah. Big fan. Um, um, (laughs) there's not really anybody. And there's not really anything else to really say about this episode either. Um, because it... as far as for Boba Fett, the character, it does nothing to set anything up for him. The only thing that it kind of, to me, him saying, maybe this isn't really my thing. I'm wondering if now, if he's just going to be like this, like Star Wars superhero that just goes all over the place and like saves these fights injustice and... Yeah, yeah, fights, you know, kind of like a western cowboy who just goes from town to town and and chases the outlaws out, you know? Yeah. Like, is that going to be his goal now? Like, that's just what he's going to do? I, first of all, I would not be against that as long I as... I wouldn't was, either. As long as there was a season-long narrative. Yes. And it was fun. Yes. And Mando literally show up never at least like i would accept cameo appearances not entire episodes on him yeah um i think so my my thought for the next season is um i don't remember which episode it was in but when boba and fennec were talking about like what they wanted to do big picture Finnick is like, no, like spice is a big deal. We could we could make a lot of money off of this. And Boba is like, no. Like, I went to Dare in elementary school. Drugs are bad. <laughs> and I, I feel like it. I feel like that could drive a wedge between them. Like she would start um supervising spice runs because at this point in the show she's better than everyone yeah like <laughs> i saw a meme and it said um boba fett gang at 100 percent power and it's everybody and then boba fett boba fett gang at 98 percent power and, and it's, it's just, just her like, yeah <laughs> yeah i wouldn't doubt that at all <laughs> so i could see that being uh being a plot of a season two but i don't know and series as a whole series as a whole um we talked about this a lot with age of ultron and i'm sure there are other things like this in other fandoms i'm very sad because i think the book of boba fett does not exist to be the book of boba fett I think it exists to fill a gap in the release calendar and bridge the gap between Mandalorian Season 2 and Season 3. So it's more like the footnotes of Boba Fett. It's like 
it's like the novella of Boba Fett. <laughs> like when when you think, oh, the book of Boba Fett, you're thinking like Moby Dick or the Three Musketeers or these just like massive books. Pride and Prejudice. And then someone hands you of mice and men. And you're like, right. this is this is not really what I was expecting, but like okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm. series as a whole, it's high quality. I just don't like it. It could have been so much more. Oh, absolutely. Like, did I enjoy it? Yes. I enjoyed it quite a bit just because this is a character that I've always had a love for a fascination with but it made me sad because it could have been so much more yeah will you rewatch any of the episodes I actually it's funny you say that just uh, I'd say probably I guess it was Saturday I said, you know what? I think I'm going to rewatch the series and skip the Mandalorian episodes. Fair. And just watch the ones with Boba Fett in it. I tell you, I tell you when the episodes started going downhill, and I feel like it's something you and I noticed initially and were wary of at the time. Oh yeah. And that is when we run out of flashbacks what's going to happen right and that is kind of what ended up happening yeah i remember us saying that so they're like he's fully healed so he doesn't need the back to tank anymore so that means the memories are done i i wish that other characters were in the back to tank and you learned their like what makes them tick Mm. because like we get a little bit of that with fennec in the Bad Batch, but like, I would be really interested to see like so so Cobb Vanth is in it right now. I think seeing his flashbacks would be kind of cool. That would be neat, yeah. But there's no real way to do that. If like if that's going to happen, it'll happen in May. I just don't expect it to happen. Yeah. Well, um. So series as a whole sounds like we're kind of like eh. it's like a seven maybe yeah six like, and a half watch seven. it it's good but at the same time don't expect to be wild or anything be have have mild disappointments yeah now this is a really big big question really important so we know that this series takes place uh roughly five to six years after the battle of indoor so we still have 25 years to play with Mm -hmm. before we get to the new trilogy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the future of Star Wars? (sighs) 
I tell you one thing, um, I'm not excited about it. Because the the only good things that have happened since the Disney takeover have been well when was it was the Disney takeover pre rebels post rebels it was pre rebels okay so rebels is good mandalorian is good people argue for rogue one and i'm not going that this isn't the time for that debate so i'll include it here um everything else has been a miss this included so they're big swings they're big misses and i just i'm scared for star wars because of what i'm afraid it's going to become and Mm -hmm. i'm afraid it's not going to become the cultural event that it once was and it's going to either it's either going to go one of two ways it's either going to become super commercial and mainstream and not have any real depth or it's going to go the complete opposite way and become incredibly niche where you have to well actually this is the what happened in like it's gonna be that yeah where you have to be an expert on everything to understand anything yeah um content wise I mean, are there even Star Wars movies planned, or is everything a TV show? Well, we'll get into that. Fair. Okay. I, I have I have some some news that might, uh, well, scare me. Will more. it will it pique your interest? Yes. <laughs> will, will you enjoy it? Is an entirely <laughs> different question. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of with you there a little bit. I I I don't know. I'm so I think Disney is very much aware that the vast majority of fans like and when I say fans, I know there are lots of you listening right now that are I would consider casual fans. Like you enjoy Star Wars but it's not this like you know in your dna type of thing yeah. but there's a lot of fans who you know we grew up with the movies it was a it kind of like what john said it was a it's a cultural event and i think disney has heard those people in their complaints with star wars is at least with the the new trilogy because, you know, yes, was the first part of that trilogy basically a redo of A New Hope? Yes, it was. But was it still good? Yeah, it was good. And then it just, you know, just what, I don't know what happened after that. It just kind of fell apart. And most people are upset about it. I think, I believe that this 25 or so years that they have here to play with now i feel like these shows could be that redemption of hey let's give them what they were really wanting from the very beginning 
like let's let's give them this you know almost like a star wars legends you know let's go down that road yeah and you know i mean and so they've got i mean that's a long time that's a long period of time that they could you know play around with and really create some really cool stories and then still like at the end of it you know obviously towards the end they'll have to start you know everything will have to start narrowing back down funneling back down into the new trilogy but but yes uh, to answer your question john as far as anything for this time period yes all they've got planned is shows you know, okay. I have really high hopes for Ahsoka, um, because yeah. you've got um, Ezra Miller coming back. Br- Bridger. Bridger. That's. I yep. was like, oh, that's a casting I was unfamiliar yeah, that's, with. That would not be good. <laughs> <laughs> I would be done. I would say, nope, no more. <laughs> um, Bridger, you've got uh, Thrawn coming back. You've got, um, oh, what's her name? The bratty, whiny teenager. What's her name? Oh, Sabine. Sabine. I do enjoy um, Sabine. She, she's coming back. So you've got all these beloved characters that already have like this really deep history. They're all coming back for the Ahsoka show. And so I feel like that, that has a lot of potential, I feel. And, um, I, I read a rumor um, probably two weeks ago that the thought of the plan was that all of these Star Wars shows will build into some type of crossover event. I don't know if that would be some type of movie or if it would be a Disney Plus movie or if it would be a Dis- like kind of like the Defenders on Netflix. Yeah. And I don't, I don't love that. I don't love that, but I could see something like that happening. If it if it happens, I need the the event to be fully separate like the Defenders was because we will talk about this every time someone asks us about the show. That's what was that's what added to what was so disappointing about the Book of Boba Fett is that once it became Mandalorian team up, yeah, it just it wasn't good for me anymore i didn't enjoy it yeah so i'm i'm also kind of concerned because the the casual rumor is all of the shows but obi-wan exists in a different time period so i'm kind of curious how that works unless they kind of use ahsoka as a she's everywhere type of role Mm. oh okay so you're thinking ahsoka could show up in kenobi i think it's possible because i mean they they have a mild gap to bridge with her because how does she get from the end of clone wars to fulcrum Mm -hmm. i think that would be a a compelling bit of her story so i mean again that could be part of her it probably would be the flashback aspect of her show um but i don't know i i'm excited about obi-wan and this the end of this series has made me less excited for obi-wan I'm hoping the promise or the or the the high probability of him not having any of these characters crossing over into his show, I feel like makes it I have a little high, I have higher hopes for it. 
Okay. Because I'm I'm thinking for the most part it's going to be standalone. And I could even see, like, let's just say Ahsoka does show up in his show. I don't think it will be for very long. Like, it's not going to be something that, um, like, they have, like, this team-up that lasts a long time. Like, it could, I really feel like it would be a very brief, um, yeah. maybe even Kenobi saying something like, you need to get out of here. I feel like if she shows up, it will be as an accident. Yes. Oh, yes. It'll for be sure. like, oh, why am why are you here? Why are you here? Like, I I live here now. This is my place. Uh, also, I'm a hermit. Tell no one you saw me. Yeah. So you didn't see anything. <laughs> he just like backs up into the sand. <laughs> puts puts his hood on and just like slunks away into the shadows. <laughs> I'm not the Obi-Wan that you're looking for. <laughs> um, speaking of the movies, because you, you, you brought that up, um, and this really kind of makes me sad, but, and, and these are just rumors, so right. there's, you know, there's, there's not anything that can, you know, you can't bank on this, but rumors are that Disney is going to make more sequels about Rey and her new Jedi Order. Do they have to? I know that was my initial thought as well. Can they can they find a way to bring Kylo Ren back? Yeah, that'd be great. I don't even care. They could bring him back as the villain and completely invalidate his redemption arc. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, honestly, I would be uh you know, since you bring that up, you know, this 25 year gap that we have to play with between now and the new trilogy, I would love to see Kylo Ren show up and, and him being the, you know, being Ahsoka, being, you know, somewhere in there. I think that'd be awesome. I, I think before seeing Kylo Ren in Ahsoka, I would want to see, what was his name? Snoke. Snoke. Yeah. Just because he's still such an unknown. Yeah, I feel like they'll eventually explore his character. They have to. Because that's I mean, been I thought one they of the biggest questions. The, the movie trilogy, but... Well, yeah, I mean, that's what we all thought, but... <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Johnson said, nope. I'm gonna cut him in half. Ha <laughs> 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 take that. Do you remember that insurance commercial? When he was like, oh, I caught you a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you a supervillain. Oh, gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it was like. Oh. Yeah. So what hopes and expectations or anything do you have for uh, Celebration this year? Like, what um, do you want to be revealed on May 4th? Well, I think, I, I really think that Obi-Wan is going to be released on May 4th. It, no? has a rele- it has a release date. Oh, it actually has a date? I thought they mm-hmm. just said May. No, it has uh, May 25th. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Forget that. And for context, because everyone who I brought that up to was like, well, why not on May 4th? Because that's, you know, obviously Star Wars Day. Um, Two reasons. One is the initial reason that I put together. Obviously not originally. Other people have brains that function quicker than mine. Um, Doctor Strange comes out on May 6th. Ah. And Disney is not going to want to take eyes away from their own things. Right. That makes sense. But two... And I did, again, I saw this online and actually didn't ever verify it. So that's kind of a problem. But Kenobi, scheduled to come out on May 25th, is the 45th anniversary 
of the release of A New Hope. Oh. So it is 45 years to the day that we were introduced to the character. Okay, that's cool. And when I read that, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, that makes that sense. completely works for me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. Actually, I'm still on Wikipedia. I could just look. Yeah, May 25th, 1977. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that, that makes perfect sense. And uh, and I'm okay with that. Now, as far as May 4th, um, you know, I think we'll get more stuff for Ahsoka. Probably get more stuff for Andor. Um, I think... One of the things they are going to talk about or release, and this was actually the next little thing I was going to bring up, and that's that um, Disney Plus, Disney is looking for four preteens for a High Republic Disney Plus series. And I think that could be something that's going to be revealed for May 4th, is that they're going to do a High Republic series on Disney Plus. Yeah, I think I think that the logic of that is sound. Yeah, I don't know how well it'll do. Probably not very well because from everything how well is the I've, High Republic doing, not well. Okay, wonderful. From from everything I've read, it's not. It, it really is made more for the newer generation that's like kind of just coming into Star Wars. You know, so like, um, you know, like my son's age and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit older. Like it's for all of them. That, you know, they don't really know Star Wars all that well, and so it's just something for them to get into. Um, Hmm. I would love to see a Knights of the Old Republic something. Uh, It's getting remastered. Right, but I mean like a series or a a movie or something in that time period. I think it would be very compelling if they made it like a large-scale animated film. And part part of my reason for saying that is because I've tried to play KOTOR, and I want to play KOTOR. I just can't, because I don't like RPGs. <laughs> so it's the actual it's the actual gameplay mechanics that just don't work for me. I'm like, I, mm. I, I want to play this, because I want to understand and know what happens, but, like, turn-based and, like, that type of thing, nah. Nah, I'm not, I'm not here for that. So if they were to animate it as a movie, I would see that in a theater. Or a series? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I would I would be one hundred percent on board. I would too. I would love to see that, and it's an opportunity to bring in a whole new cast of characters. You know, mm-hmm. just they need to, in my opinion, and and maybe you agree with this. They need to get away from Skywalker. You know, they they've they've they ended with Ray. You know, and that whole Skywalker stuff is is put to rest now. Like. They need to get away from it. They need to either go really far in the future where Skywalker, Ray, all of them are just like a memory, like mm-hmm. a very, very faint memory, or they need to go backwards and they need to go really far back to where Skywalker isn't even a thought, you yeah. know? Yeah. And um, that way they can start getting away from all of that, I feel. Yeah. I I wish that they would do more to expound on lore, but they also made a lot of the lore not canon anymore, and they've kind of they've kind of dug themselves into the you know this is this is what we've done this is how it's going to be and deal with it. And I I do agree with you that they need to move away from Skywalker. My 
concern is that I don't trust them to create good original characters. And that's not era dependent. That's, I just don't think they can do it. So even if you give them the crutch of, you know, you're no longer in the Skywalker era, you have full creative license. I just don't think it's going to go well. Yeah. Because even, even when they create good characters, I would say, I think Poe had the capacity to be a good character. Oh, yeah. I think Captain Phasma had the capacity to be a great character. Yeah. But they got completely wasted. Yeah. Because they became caricatures almost. They were like, oh, okay, well, you're the shiny one in the silver armor. You're bad. And you're, like, respected, but we don't know why. And Poe is just the brash fighter pilot boy. That's what he does. Yeah, and even uh, even Finn... To a certain extent, you know, Finn could have been a much cooler character, but they, you know, yeah, maybe even had him like, you know, because he was a stormtrooper, he was a part of the First Order. Like, if he like was constantly having that struggle inside of him, you know, which side am I really fighting for? You know, who who do I really believe in? You know, and maybe even getting some of his past and background could have been so much more. I know I've I've said this in the show before, we've talked about it before, but something I would love to see, I don't think they will ever do it, but I would like to see them in a way like do a Legends series, like do a, hey, almost like a what if, Ooh. but for Star Wars to yeah. say like, hey, yes, this is the way that we decided to go with this story but what if this had happened instead and then like we got like a whole new series that trails off of that yeah or almost uh like a series of characters given context so it would be i don't know like a six episode whatever but it would be you know each character gets one episode and we might tie, tie them together at the end we don't know yet so it's just like kind of take that 25 year gap that we were talking about earlier and just kind of play with it and be like, what was this character's arc in that 25 years mm. or like 10 or 15? Because like, I don't think you could do a 25 year arc with Poe because he's supposed to be like what early thirties. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I also, and I also think original characters can be made and can be good mm-hmm. because you look at, you look at fallen order Right with Cal Kestis and the other oh, characters yeah. from there, they're not in anything else. They are solely com- in their one game. I completely forgot to bring up BD One being in one of the episodes, and which to me just kind of you know that confirms that Cal actually exists in this universe. Was was that actually BD One or was it just a droid similar? I mean, I guess it could have been a similar model, but she calls him BD in the show, and that's what Cal called him, mm-hmm. too. He would call him BD. I guess my thing was always, I just assumed that was the droid type, like how like be. R2, there are probably other R2s that aren't R2-D2. Right. So that's his model of astromech. Yeah, and that, that very well could be it. But I I kind of hope you're right because then it becomes how did BD end up on Tatooine? What happened to Cal? You know yeah. what's going to happen in the in because there there's a confirmed sequel, right? Yes. Okay. The game. Yes. There's yeah. a confirmed sequel, and so we have no idea what's going to happen in that. And then on top of that, so like either Cal died in this 
sequel. Mm-hmm. And so BD is just kind of, you know, he's left. Living his and life. Living it, yeah. Or, or Cal still exists, and for whatever reason, BD was on Tatooine, so was Cal there too? Uh, mm. You know, could he show up in Ahsoka? Ooh. Like, that there are so many different things that could happen with that. That would be really fun, actually. Yeah, it would. It would or, be awesome. You know what would be more fun than Cal showing up in Ahsoka? Ahsoka showing up in Fallen Order 2. Oh, yes. I would I would even be, be fine with Ahsoka DLC, mm-hmm. where it's like a separate but related arc. I'm 100% on board. I don't care. Or, or you can replay the whole game, but play it as Ahsoka. That would be... Yeah. I'm all... Yeah. yeah. Make yeah, this happen. Me. I need... Yes. I need, please give, give, take my money. Cause that's yes. a, cause there are the other two respawn games as well. Right. Yeah. Cause their, their contract is three games. One of them's fallen order sequel, a, an FPS, I think. And then just a, another linear story game, mm-hmm. a strategy game. Okay. RTS. Um, yeah, I, I trust respawn with star Wars more than I trust Disney at this point. Oh yes. Like if it's not Favreau or Filoni, I probably will have nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm I'm right there with you. But yeah, it's uh I mean, they're going to keep cranking out the Star Wars stuff until people get tired of it, stop watching it, which you we know never when they start will. seeing the when they start seeing the views go down, that's when they'll be like, "Yeah." You know, I I think something that really speaks volumes to me as far as this uh Boba Fett show and we'll we'll wrap up after this. But um my my wife who is just a casual Star Wars fan, she's not in depth with it like I am. Um but even she when we're watching Boba Fett, she kept saying, "You know, I like Boba Fett, but this almost doesn't feel like Star Wars." Yeah, I think it almost fair. feels like something else. And I think that speaks volumes. Like if even she is like, this doesn't feel like Star Wars. Like that, that really says something. Well, I guess the question then becomes what feels like Star Wars. And and I did ask her like, what is it about it? And she said, it's just that she said it's the bright colors. It was the like, um, she's like, it wasn't gritty. Like Star Wars usually is. She said, you know, old star wars is kind of it's more it's more gritty it's more i mean i feel like that's you know, an indictment on the film of the time it's yeah just, well yeah <laughs> it's grainy it might not be gritty it's, it's grainy yeah um well she was just like they're they're tougher you know han she said han was always that shoot first ask questions later yeah and you don't really get to that doesn't happen anymore so to bounce off of that, I'm not a I'm not a Star Trek person, and I don't. Are you Are you a Star Trek person? No, not really. Okay. Um, they have two shows on Paramount Plus, right? They have Discovery and Picard. Picard, and then I think they also now have Lower Decks, which is like an animated. Oh right, the spinoff. Yeah, the animated comedy of that's actually a very interesting idea. Yeah. Um, but I've heard from the people I know who are Star Trek people they hold discovery in a pretty high regard so it's not a high quality shows can't be you know traditional in that in that aspect it's a matter of getting it right yeah and 
I think Disney is at a point still where it's like, we'll make the show, they'll watch the show, it doesn't matter. And I think the only, I think the thing that's going to drop their views more than anything else is the inevitable price increase. Mm. And then the hope will be there will be a dip when the price increases, but the increase in price will be followed by a theoretical increase in quality because they can afford more. And for the audio podcast, I did do air quotes because it's Disney. They can afford whatever they want. (laughs) So you want the moon, we'll buy it. It's actually a Mickey's uh, Space Kingdom. Yes. It's actually a Disney Disneyland moon is on the dark side of the moon. That's why you never see it. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Disney's Death Star. Don't say that. It could happen. <laughs> it's just instead of a sphere, it's in the shape of Mickey Mouse's head. Oh. <laughs> Was that Alderaan? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Is, that, is, yeah. that, is that Minnie? Oh, she's searching for love in Alderaan places. Oh. And with that, yeah, that should, thank that you for joining us. <laughs> um, if you uh, have any opinions on what we talked about, um, please let us know. Um, we, uh, we love what we're doing. We do it for you guys. And uh, I mean, we do it even if you weren't listening, um, just because it's you, fun. You didn't hear that, though. Uh, we we definitely like when you listen, and uh, uh, yeah, l- listen. With please. that, with that, share us with your friends. Um, subscribe and uh, leave a, a, a rating and a review uh, wherever you listen, and uh, you know, let us let us know how we're doing. Uh, you can go to our website, they didn't ask us pod.com, and you can get in touch with us there. You can also email us. They didn't ask us at gmail.com. You can follow John on Twitch and or Twitter at jmuller8332. And then you can follow me on Twitter. The nerd is underscore in. And um, yeah, that's that's all the plugs. Yeah. Reach out to us. Things you, you want us to watch, read, listen to. Jay, any quick updates? What you've been reading, watching, or listening to? Uh yes. Um I I actually I've uh I I know this is like the opposite of what you would normally say, <clears throat> but I've actually I've cut back on the on the video game uh playing. I've I've I don't know, there's been other things I've been trying to change my focus on to this year and um you know, one thing I I always got I was always in well it's funny to say it like this. What I was always into growing up was the outdoors. <laughs> and um beautiful and so i always (laughs) would you know i was always camping and backpacking and and that kind of thing and so i've actually tried to start doing that again um so you know got a few trips that i I think i'm going to try to take this year with that and um but i have been watching the witcher on netflix i think i'm going to go ahead and watch the animated uh witcher as well which takes place in the same universe but it's a different character and story um but that's that's what i've been doing what have you been up to um (laughs) kind of the exact opposite of you shifting your focus to the outdoors um i've re refocused uh indoors i've started playing two ludicrously precise pc games 
Um, and it's been very frustrating because I'm very bad. And I actually just got my the first trade paperback graphic novel that I've bought in probably a year. Hmm. It's just the, the Rebirth, the DC Rebirth Titans uh, first volume. Okay, yeah. So I remember reading that one. It, it looks like a fun team. Uh, so I'm just kind of seeing what the plot is. Um, it's it's a great, it's uh, Nightwing, uh, Roy Harper, Wonder Girl, I think, Donna Troy, mm-hmm. some yep. Aqua lad that I don't know, and Wally West, and a character I don't know at all. I don't even remember what her name was. So I, I'm excited. I, I saw that, um, you know, speaking of comics, um, apparently there is a DC comic that's really popular right now called nightwing 89 i don't know what it's about but i was on twitter and i follow a uh, comic book store and they were like who's excited you know which one of these new releases are you most excited about and number two was nightwing 89 and i was like i've never heard of this before so might be something worth worth checking out it's number 89 oh number issue number 89 is, well, I the, know... is the team up with Son of Kal-El. Okay, and I know that uh, Nightwing, the new Nightwing, the, like the new series that was released, well, I guess 89 issues ago now, um, from what I've heard is really good. So, and that was from... Um... Anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's the show. So check, in, check back in with us in two weeks. And uh, John, you got anything else? no i think we've we've done all of our plugs so again just let us know uh what listeners what you're reading watching listening to other than us actually no tell us if you're listening to us too we we appreciate that uh or any games that you might be playing we always look forward to hearing from you and just you know we want to hear how you're doing you hear how we're doing so just shoot us an email uh um facebook message text text either of us if you if you have that available yeah definitely yeah But we will see you back here in two weeks. But until then, nerd out.